0: That's uh that's um one of the one of the most depressing stories I've ever heard. Yeah. It's up there. But I but you know what? I love it.
1: must kill at least 79 episodes of the Insert Credit podcast to move on. Alex Jaffe does not waste weapons. Frank Cifaldi tries to touch all booty.
2: Mm-hmm. Tim
1: Rogers does not touch skulls. And Brandon Sheffield tries to hurt the wizard every time he sees it. That makes nice. sense. I touch this a lot is... of skulls, though. I touch dog yeah, skulls all the time.
3: I, I don't get the reference. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either.
0: Someday. <laughs> but... Uh, do you guys really not? Okay, I'll, I'll explain. I get you. the reference. Okay. Well, you know, explain it, Frank.
3: <laughs> oh, uh, no, it's the opening tutorial to uh, Skull and Crossbones. Skulls and Crossbones for the NES. It uh, says ah, all those things. That's it a thing tells, I haven't played. It tells you uh, not to touch booty,
4: and it tells well, it
3: tells you to, t- to touch all booty, and to hurt no, a wizard
4: every time skulls. you see him. And no, I remember. This yeah. was the thing that you got a lot of retweets on, and yes. I retweeted it earlier on. I remember a, that now. Who was it that
0: retweeted that? Was it a, William uh, Gibson? William Gibson.
3: Yeah, and also gonna- uh, a Grant from MythBusters was a fan of that tweet.
0: I'm going to go ahead and uh, trump you by saying that William Gibson emailed me in 2003, so yes, I'm cooler you with you. Sorry. Yeah, oh, sorry. Nice. He,
4: he emailed yeah. you and he said, please stop trying to contact me. I am not interested.
0: <laughs> that is exactly what he said, yeah. That's exactly really what he
1: said. with the console cowboys in cyberspace.
0: Yeah, Here we go. That's Our I first wish William talking. Gibson would retweet me. Oh, yeah.
1: I didn't realize first- I was talking. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't either. Uh, <laughs> so, what we do here at the Insert Credit Podcast is I introduce a topic and we talk about it for six seconds, uh, six minutes. Six seconds. very fast uh, over Let's here. do a six second
0: edition. Let's do that.
1: <laughs> let's do that for episode 80. That'll be fun. Uh, I, I'm, I'm serious. We'll do something like that. Uh, but we'll wait for that to come when it happens. Uh, right now, it's standard uh, six minute per question affair. I'm going to do nine of those and a lightning round. Uh, Our first topic is this. Complete this slogan. Video games need less blank and more blank. Ideally, Ideally, the blanks should rhyme or start with a few of the same letters. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you had to even say that. I think
0: we probably would have done that. Yeah, Uh, I think that's true. uh, Uh,
3: I'm going to start with uh, less bling and more sting.
0: Okay. less Explain. bling what less uh, bling less and more spring i would Stings.
3: say oh yeah yeah
0: i would I like. say spring because jumps are kind of too squishy jumps jumps are too uh they're too just linear in most action games now
3: but but we're good with less bling as 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 in less fluff right less yeah uh, less extraneous crap so less, less bling. bling more spring i like sting too cuz it's it's like you know actually do something here don't just you know <laughs> lob a softball Wait. at
2: everybody yeah, How about less
3: fluff,
4: more tough. So less fluff, tough? So, uh, less fluff here, more I'm, tough. That's pretty I'm, good. I'm yeah. going to kind of not follow that exact model, but I I feel that it's still in the spirit in saying that we should have a little less conversation, a little more action. <laughs> okay.
0: A little bit uh, less conversation, a
4: little bit more con. Wait. Sorry. Well, it's a, it's 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 a reference to a song, but also it's true. Yeah. Uh, a little bit but, less. Let's less talk about video games. More making video games.
3: So let's talk
0: more. A raw. little bit. How yes. about a little bit more conversation? A little bit less conversation. A little bit more conservation. Mm. Mm. A little so more.
4: I, I don't think. A little
0: more inflammation. <laughs> a little bit more inflammation is uh, ooh, more uh, lava levels. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, more lava levels. <laughs> Actually, isn't every god darn level in a video game the lava level now? Isn't it just it like match. that's all anybody wants to see? Is, uh, yeah. He's got a war guy with his goatee. Uh, yeah. Lava well, look.
3: you well, saw, saw how good now, the lava looks yeah. in Unreal 4.
0: So. Oh, it yeah. looks it looks baby sweet, yeah. It is yeah. some good-looking lava in
4: Unreal Engine 4, well, so you, that you, is you the sure future of the about You sure don't hear about that that uh, that engine as much as you heard about Unreal Engine 3. Yeah. Well, way, that's because there
0: aren't any games
4: on it yet. It's just, no, it's I out. know, but... Uh, out the number of people that can afford to do it and that think that it's way better than unity is way smaller than last generation was for uh, unreal engine 3 so it's got uh, it's
0: got some level tools that i would prefer over unity a million sure. times uh the the level geometry stuff uh, but like.
4: le- so less less unreal engine 4 more unreal engine 3 uh, <laughs> not yeah. really though not really i don't agree with that but it's funny to less
0: me. unreal engine 4 more Gun wheel engine score. <laughs> yeah, score. Okay. Less uh less
3: oh, ue four, more Oh man. More uh, more gooey.
0: Whoa. Dewey. <laughs> more <laughs> Dewey 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 I don't even know what we're talking Morse. about anymore. <laughs> um Dewey s'mores. s'mores Dewey, yeah, yeah! Dewey, Dewey Dewey and Louie. More gooey s'mores.
3: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> video more games need
3: more gooey s'mores.
0: Video okay. games need less fiction and more friction. More friction. That's what I would yeah, say. That's amazing. what I would say. Uh, yeah, the, the, yeah. They, they need to have less of uh, stuff talking and more of uh, stuff chalking. Wait, yeah. more <laughs> stuff kind of uh, kind of scraping. You know, I need more. I need more scraping in games. I need to be scraping when I'm in the air. I need to be scraping when. I need more action games in general. You know what? I've recently decided, and I don't know if anybody else has recently decided this. Now, uh, I don't really like the strategy games so much. You know, I mean, I'm I'm way too smart for them. There you go. That's that's the end. That's that's all I have to say. So it's like I just want action games. I want I want I want action games that have strategy in them which is why video ball ultimately is everything. It has no fiction and yes friction. So, that's uh yeah, that's all. I, I like got.
4: strategy games. Uh I don't feel like being too smart for them is a problem in most cases because most it, it's it's I guess it's like are you okay with video games being work sometimes? <laughs> and uh in my yeah, case, depending on the scenario and how the graphics look, I'm sometimes okay with video games being, and uh, strategy fiction. games are a lot of that.
0: Less fiction,
1: more friction.
0: Honk, honk. That's yeah. all I've got to say about that. Yeah, time I, I think top.
1: that's the best we're going to do. Uh, all monsters who asked the question last week, but... That guy loves asking questions. questions. Yeah. yeah. He's done it for one. the hot seat. Over here.
0: That's a good he, place to be. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna sit in it and then be like, oh my god, I'm going It's so be.
1: warm here. Yeah. <laughs> in this seat. <laughs> he asks, what are the most fun projectile catching mechanics? Oh, Projectile latching. Lacrosse. La- <laughs> <laughs> lacrosse <laughs> is There's, lacrosse it's, kind. It's, so. Let's face. Has it. there been a, has there been like a really good lacrosse video game? Oh he man, so. One I, on the Genesis.
4: I wouldn't necessarily say there was a really good one, but there was one that was quite popular but also controversial because it came out on Xbox Live Indie Games, and it used avatars and stuff, but they did—they used some exploit things that they found, and they got certain communities to upvote their games so that they were consistently number one, and they were able to kind of fix their way into number one of the of the ratings, which was pretty much the only way to sort things at that time, so they wound up making like a million dollars off of their lacrosse game through nice. uh, Xbox Live Indie games being broken.
0: Oh yeah, wow. I, I remember that story. Mm-hmm. It was a good one to hang out while looking at on the internet. Yeah.
3: Um, I don't know if this would count as a melee catching, mm-hmm. but uh... There's a 2600 game that's sort of a remake of Warlords. It's called... Is it Medieval Mayhem, Brandon? Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, Medieval Mid-may- Mayhem. See, yeah. And uh, if you guys have played Warlords, it's it's a game where you got paddles in four corners it's four-player. And uh, you're bouncing a ball around trying to destroy each other's castles. But at least in that one, you hold down the button to catch the ball. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a really satisfying moment when you catch it and then fling it again. So yeah. I'm going to go with that. That's a close... That's a that's the closest video games have come to playing catch with Dad.
0: I'm gonna go ahead and say that uh, one that's definitely not good is Yuji Naka and uh, Prope's uh, Let's Catch for the Nintendo Wii, which was a WiiWare title. Do you guys know this one? No. Where you use, you're where you're like you play the part of a person playing catch with a little kid, and it's just they look like Mii's, and you're just like throwing the ball and then you have to like hold the Wiimote up. At the right part of the screen and press the buttons together to catch, and it's it's really aggressively boring. It's like the yeah. sort of idea that I like, but uh, it's really just kind of sad. And I this I guess isn't a catch, but um, in in sin and punishment, and I know I probably have mentioned this a lot in my life now, but in sin and punishment, when you uh, when you swing your sword to reflect a reflectable projectile or a reflectile at an enemy um yeah. there's there's that real v- vigorous hard gluey stop in the game where it's just a pause it's a hit pause but it yeah. feels like you've caught the object and you're about to throw it back but i guess w- you're you're not catching it and holding on to it
3: i want to <laughs> say uh zelda twilight princess did that when you're fighting Ganon also but maybe it didn't have that like maybe I'm confusing that pause catch thing with the other pause kill moments in Zelda.
2: Mhm. Remember... There was
0: a really good pause on Ganon in uh, in Zelda Ocarina of Time as well. Yeah, you're reflecting his stuff. Okay, yeah, so, I didn't play
3: Ocarina of Time so it's probably the same fight in Twilight Princess.
4: I enjoy catching bullets in Mars Matrix. Um that's fun to do. You absorb them and then release them. That's cool. Uh, is there anything where
3: you is there anything where you catch things like with a vacuum?
4: Could um, be fun. If ghosts are projectiles, then Luigi Luigi's Mansion. No, not, uh, not, maybe yeah. not even literally a vacuum, but something. in Super
0: Mario Brothers Two, uh, or or also known as Doki Doki Panic, or Super Mario USA. Oh uh, wait.
4: Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. now, now you remember
0: now you remember he remembers it now. Yeah. So when you throw a vegetable at an enemy and it it bounces very subtly off the top of the enemy and then it kills the enemy. And if you're running fast enough as toad, you can throw him one vegetable, it bounces off the enemy, and then you can run through the enemy as the enemy begins to tumble off the foreground of the game and you can catch the vegetable again. Uh It's not really a bug in the game so much as it's this really kind of weirdly obscured technique. And I actually like that a lot. So you're catching projectiles you threw yourself.
1: Uh, One of the higher level techniques in the Super Smash Brothers games is when someone throws an item at you. If you press the button at just the right moment, you can catch it and use it yourself. And uh, that's one of the more fun things that kind of gets thrown out the window in those uh, no-items, plainest stage matches.
4: So, I have realized that probably my favorite is wind jammers. Mm. Oh, WJ. Oh, yeah, because you're, uh, you're catching that projectile basically all the time and then you're throwing it out there with different different uh, kinds of situations and then the other person has to catch it and that's, that's the whole game is catching a projectile and then releasing it. And so, I think I really like that one.
1: That's yes, a good uh, one. We haven't mentioned Pong or uh, Arkanoid. There's You're no not catching, catching that. You You're don't reflecting. catch it
0: in either of those
4: games, Jaffe.
1: So you can a
3: power-up in Arkanoid, though.
0: There's you not you a seen Arkanoid, lot of these, or is it? Yeah, a there's a catch power-up in Arkanoid. Oh, okay, in, the original, in the original Arkanoid, yeah. All right. And in the, the cool Arkanoid uh, for DS... Do you have that one, Brandon? Yeah. That came with a little paddle? I actually I have, really like I have that. have the paddle right downstairs. So yeah, I, I used to have that, but it got eaten. Uh, that's yep. a really cool one to have. Um, I know this probably doesn't count but uh in this is it, when i think of projectile catching i like to think of uh street fighter 2 when someone has thrown a fireball at you and by some miracle of uh of of timing and and strategy and position you throw a fireball like your only option is to throw a fireball to intercept their fireball because you don't want to jump and uh yeah uh yeah and then you throw a fireball to intercept their fireball just as it's about to hit you. That that feels pretty good. I don't know if that that's not really projectile catching, but uh, yeah. no. well, it's, it's a, a, a really... kind of count
4: in, in yeah. Street Fighter Three.
0: I mean, you're you're yeah. Well, also uh, yeah, you could say that parrying a fireball in Street Fighter Three feels like that. But it's like it it feels very much like you are you are catching their fireball and uh, kind of just nullifying it and also buying yourself an advantage if you if you're doing it like in these very rare situations yeah. so you know so, uh, All right.
3: the the obvious example that came to my mind the first time you asked it but I couldn't figure out if I liked it was catching the ball in super dodgeball yeah um, but it is it, actually I do like it when someone does like one of their weird you know super throws where the ball's all flashing and you catch it and as you catch it your guy slides backwards because it's so strong. I like that. That's a good one.
0: One of my favorite projectile catches in video games is uh, getting shot in the head in Gears of War immediately when you stand up from cover in some of <laughs> difficult level <laughs> designs because you get to see. Your uh, your character who has beloved fiction attached to him just explode into like a million meat pieces, and that's <laughs> that's kind of interesting. Meatses. And he just goes.
2: All
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> he, he makes this this groaning, like sound long after he's fallen into a bunch of pieces. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
4: Ragged Gosh. on all over the place. But yeah, you I know, used to
0: always sit around and think, I wish I had a game like Doom that was as fast and cool as Doom where there were some projectiles that you want to hit you. Yeah. You know? So that's you know, maybe you're in a multiplayer deathmatch and you if you shoot a special bullet, it will heal whoever it hits. I don't know.
2: Hmm.
0: I'm gonna stop talking before somebody makes a million dollars. Do that. Yeah, because
4: the thing I didn't mention was the ideas we have for that game that we uh, wanted to make.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm still thinking about that one. So. I'm thinking about that my own
4: self.
1: <sighs> uh, but before we get into last week's category of uh, people stealing the cool ideas we come up with, yes. Uh, let's go into our next topic, which, uh, funnily enough, uh, addresses a uh, game that we've already brought up. Uh, we're playing cu- we're playing custom soundtrack, which is a uh, segment where I tell you a game, and we rip out all the music and you replace it with pre-existing music from bands and artists outside the realm of video games. Uh, this week's topic is *Sin and Punishment*.
0: Oh, *S* and *P*. Pen and Punishment*. Hmm. I would put a lot of uh, a lot of Tchaikovsky in there, because uh, Tchaikovsky wrote uh, some some symphonies commemorating uh, the sorts of eras that were celebrated in the original novel, Crime and Punishment, which, uh, yeah, believe it or not, inspired the game Sin and Punishment's uh, backstory.
4: Okay, well, if That's we're with... That's kind of a joke. A, That's a well, joke. Yeah, but it could, it could still be. I mean, classical you can music you can know, you be can good. So it. I feel like uh, I would like to have some boss battles that use... Um, Operas from Henry Purcell, who is my favorite opera composer. Man, all of his stuff are uh, all of his songs are very a lot of lamenting
0: going on. Oh yeah, you don't want to be happy about stuff in an opera.
4: Nah, heck of lamentations going on up in there, and that's that would probably be fun for a sin and punishment.
1: What do you think this is an operetta?
4: Yeah. No.
1: No. He doesn't think (laughs) so. I don't think that. It's the, re- it's the real deal. Frank, what would you put in Sin and Punishment?
3: Uh probably the Muppet Babies theme song. Oh, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah.
4: Oh, come on. Do 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 yeah. I mean I uh, uh, to be fair, I take
2: Babies out I take
3: song. out the lyrics. You know, I wouldn't do the I Shame. mean like Muppet Babies uh will make your dreams come true. That doesn't actually make sense within Sin Sin and Punishment, but the uh the underlying song I think would fit really well. Uh, I didn't actually have an answer, but you put me on the spot.
4: Sentence punishment is such a good game. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. I guess I would maybe so if I were not putting symphonic music there, though I do think it's a good idea. Um, I would put in some. I guess like Detroit techno, like mm. like like Drexia, or uh, or um some like early 90s uh, Electro, Grandmaster Flash, and uh, um, God darn, all those guys that are in my records that are too far to see (laughs) right now. I'm going to go over to where my records are, and then I'm going to tell you some names while somebody else says stuff.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, I know this is primarily what like my favorite type of music to have listened to for the last couple of years, but I I like uh, Japanese minimalist psychedelic guitar music from no like, way. The, uh, the 1990s, and I actually think it would fit Sin and Punishment because it already has... Uh, the music that's in there, I guess we're not technically supposed to really talk about the music that's in there. I don't feel like the music that's in Sin and Punishment uh, fits the game or is really that good. Uh, I would feel... Sin and Punishment with uh, man, I I would so I actually have played Sin and Punishment Star Successor on the Wii while listening to Yura Yura Teikoku's uh, uh, 2008 remix album, um, and that was a really good time. So just listening to some of their weird, bizarre remixes. So I would put a. Uh, I mean cuz it's all just kind of heavy melodic but dark stuff with kind of a lot of guitars and just a whole lot of layers it's it's minimalist but with a bunch of layers it's hard to explain but uh it's uh it's tasty stuff for me I don't know about everybody else but I I like this kind of weird spacey everything on that album sounds like a like a final boss in a uh, in a video game
4: Yeah I like, do not really I've mentioned this before, but I don't really like guitars in video games very much.
0: Yeah, and... well, that, that's why I'm saying this. Their their remix album doesn't really have guitars mm. on it. So, have you heard that album, Brandon? I sh- you should you should I listen to think it. You I might have like it. that. And... You might like it. I got it over here, and uh, I have it in my car, and I drive around with it, just kind of pretending to be smoking weed because I'm I'm not cool enough to actually smoke weed. But mostly music that would sound. Good, Just good, spacey, weird, electronic music with yeah. hard hard drums in it. I want drums, like real drums. So I'm just thinking I, I would I would like to play Senate Punishment with electronic music that's got drums in it. So, I yeah. actually
1: think that uh, Tchaikovsky and uh, other ballet composers would be pretty good at making video game stuff. Probably. Did you see
0: that, that movie, The Black Swan? Terrible movie. I uh, Hated it. But there's a a part near the end where they're they're doing a a ballet a ballet as they call yeah. it in in England um that's a joke that's a uh, i'm not going to explain that joke um where they're doing the, they're doing the ballet and uh, there's so it's just they're playing the music which is uh by by T Tchaikovsky right Yeah. T Tcha- Tchaikovsky and uh Tchaikovsky Tchaikovsky so they're they're playing that ballot, and uh there's an electric bass guitar just kind of subtly in there. And I I remember hearing that and being like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, it's too bad about all the suck in the <laughs> movie. But yeah. uh, there was the cool electric bass guitar there and I was like, it would be cool to just hear some of this with like really tasteful kind of just drums, kind of just like pumped in there. So that's what I want. I want to I want to Tchaikovsky with some some drums. All and, right. Uh, None of that nutcracker though. God darn <laughs> no. it. No.
4: That's for noobs. Yep. And oh, yeah. just to
3: Brandon's just to, yeah.
4: just to finish my uh, my journey over to my record collection, um, Cybertron, Drexia, uh, Total Eclipse, and everything that's on this this compilation right here that's called Modular Sound In- Innovations. Uh,
0: Modular that, Sound Innovations. Those are the things
4: that I would put on if not. Um, if not some some classicals,
0: I would just stuff the whole you know you take remix 2005 2008 album in there. Uh, and, that's what I would, uh, That's my so
1: so concludes this week's custom soundtrack segment. Huh. I mean
0: yeah, that's I mean again, I've actually listened to that album over and over again while playing Sin and Punishment two over and over again because it just felt like the right music to put on. So there's that. And also, I would punch up the, the, the bullet sounds in, in Sin and Punishment. They're so flaky. All right. I mean, they're uh, they're really dull and really lifeless <laughs> in the game, and it makes me sad,
1: so the end. Yeah, we got to polish those up, but uh, custom... Uh, <laughs> custom... Sound effects designed is a different thing. They need to get a
0: pencil sharpener over there, at Treasure. They need to pencil sharpen those gunshots.
1: Yeah. If video game characters were eligible for the Olympics, who would represent which countries? Mario would represent the United States. Sonic the Hedgehog would represent Japan. And uh, Dr. Robotnik
0: would be Belgium.
1: (laughs) Yes. Mario's not Italy?
0: No, no, Mario's from Brooklyn, man. Yeah, come on. Yeah. I thought he was a Grinch.
4: He's from Brooklyn. Uh, okay, so um Ryu that- would be Japan. Yeah, Ken it would be all like- the Street Fighter cast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah let's <get> that out <laughs> okay, of let's it. let's put a moratorium.
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's let's put a kibosh on Street Fighter right now. God, no he, no, he, no he.
1: more Street Fighter. You, so, t- you know what? I'll say one Street Fighter character. What? Okay, then Blanca for Brazil. No. Okay, there you go. Blanca for Brazil. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good.
0: Now who is who was yours gonna be, Jaffe? No, I bet, no, I bet you had I, your didn't-
1: gun for it. I didn't. I didn't have one. I was saying oh. I would allow you to pick one. straight oh, I
0: thought character. I thought you had a tasty pun lined up. A TPL Not yet. Wait um, for it. Okay. <laughs> I would say Toad is French. Do you guys think Toad is French? Mm, I think, no, I think he's Swedish. I think Where he's French Toad Canadian. From. From. French Canadian? Canadian. Yeah, he's there not yeah. just French. He's from. So he's, he's from, Canada. He's from Montreal. You think? Yeah,
4: Montreal. Yeah. yeah, he's from the real mountain.
0: Yeah, it actually means the Royal Mountain. Okay.
3: All right, so Capcom. Um,
0: Capcom. <laughs> Where
2: did
4: Capcom? Crapcom. Toad, Capcom. Is, oh, Toad is representing Canada. Toad is representing Capcom.
0: I feel yeah. like Meg- <laughs> Mega Man X would represent China. Nintendo. For some reason. I feel like Mega Man X is from China, but well, regular probably, Mega Man you know, they, is from Japan.
4: Uh,
3: China probably bootlegged Mega Man X games a lot, so that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
3: also, I mean, he seems so There's a bootleg like, like Mega Man X. I mean, no offense items. to fans it's of Mega Man one. X, but
0: but Mega Man X the character looks like the Chinese knockoff of Mega mm-hmm. Man. Where I agree. it's just trying to be like edgier and has a bunch of extra stuff kind of taped to him. So mm-hmm. that's my conclusion there.
4: I think that, and, uh, that- that huarong fellow from from Tekken would represent korea because Oh, come on. No, no, they act, I, I mean I know that he's a character from Korea in a fighting game, but they yeah. actually really like that guy there and they like They love that guy. They like being nationalistic about things and so does that character and so I feel like it's actually appropriate.
0: They also like Huang from uh, Soul Caliber. Huang Sungkyung. kyung yeah. That guy? They love that guy.
3: Yeah. So I'm thinking about the beloved Jamaican sl- uh, bobsled team. Yeah, and yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking how they're DJ beloved because uh, well, no, he's, he's in Street Fighter. Um, so I'm thinking <laughs> yeah, you know, they're, they're known for being hot there, so I think uh, representing Jamaica will be the son from Super Mario Bros. 3.
1: No, I'm going to say representing Jamaica will be Funky Kong from the Donkey Kong Country series.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. All right, I'm going. Cranky down. Kong should represent Scotland <laughs> because I feel like Cranky Kong is uh is Scottish. Hey Frank, you know what we should do is we should get that Donkey Kong Country game for the Wii U and we should uh, stream that. Uh I th- sure. I, think, I hear it's uh, actually really good. I think Kojo
4: Mineral can represent England.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So England England's uh Olympic team is uh looking a little weird. Whole lot of stuff that doesn't look like stuff, just kind of yeah. hanging out. Like, like there's there's, <laughs> there's Block and there's uh, there's beloved paperclip from Amiga game number sixty nine thousand. Uh, jet uh,
3: Jetset jet Willie is probably on there, whatever he is. There's a uh, there's Whilver.
0: there's that jetpack guy. There's uh, there's Solar Jet Man. Uh, solar it. Jet Man seems like he would be good for a bobsled team. The mm-hmm. the, the England yeah, bobsled team. Yeah. so I, I really think a uh, uh, Block. And Solar Jet Man would be on the England Bob's <laughs> team. Wait,
1: other rather than Toad, wouldn't Canada's guy be Mass Effect guy? No, he's not, he's not. Sorry, enough. Yeah, uh, because not... uh, it's a Canadian company, isn't it?
4: Yeah, but we're
0: we're, we're trying to.
4: We're just trying to match match
0: personalities. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, let's get stereotypical.
4: It, yeah, not, that's what we're even... trying to do. <laughs>
0: I mean, I guess we're being sort of British about the British people, but yeah. uh, who did it's I say would be from Scotland? I don't even remember. Cranky Kong. Cranky yeah. Kong. Oh, yeah. Now I realize Rare is from the south of England, uh, so they're not. That's not Scotland, but Cranky Kong just to me seems like Scotland. You know, he just Probably. he has a he has a Scottish uh, atmosphere about him.
1: But Rockstar legitimately Scotland.
0: Scotland. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about those guys though. I don't either. I'm not interested in humanoid characters either. I'm only interested in the weird ones, you know, the... the well, is, the that that one, is, is he better than uh, Scrooge McDuck for Scotland? Um, no. Yeah. Also, Scrooge McDuck, I, cannot, I can't qualify him as a video game character. Yeah. Because he was in that yeah. way forward game, and I don't like that way forward game. Oh, that's why. Yeah, he was in, that's why he's, he's not a, a video game yeah, character. Not my cup of coffee there.
4: Um, I'm trying to figure out who Kirby would be. Yeah, I've been thinking about that, too.
0: Kirby could be French. Let's go ahead and say Starfy is French, since I've only ever heard of a French people liking Starfy.
4: Sure. Is that,
0: that good? That good. Yeah. So
3: where's Toad? Is he still French-Canadian? Yeah, yeah
0: he's, he's French-Canadian. Canadian. Who's yep. Germany? German. German.
4: Uh, the ship from, uh, from, uh, god darn it. <laughs> Why can't I remember the name that that, Man, I stupid, like, I li- that that game that starts with a T that's on the Genesis where it's all fiddly to control and it's T te- zero terra-, terra
0: Terra Cresta? No. Uh so you it, it, you said ship and uh before you said ship immediately what my immediate answer was going to be uh, for, who's the Germany? Who's the the who's the German Olympic team? I was going to say jaws from jaws for NES... <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why he's he's on the the German Olympic swimming team. Yeah, yeah. and that guy's gonna win. He's gonna all win of all of it.
1: <laughs> I've got he's, good. He's news gonna everybody. win that. What? Uh, people have been clamoring for it, and I know you've been missing it a whole lot. So uh, here oh, no. is uh, the triumphant return of oh, everybody's favorite segment. So when <laughs> <All> you <laughs> say.
4: When you say people, I think you mean just one person, and the other people all hate it.
1: Oh, oh! Yeah. I do mean just one person, and that just one person is in this room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I present to you uh, the definition of the improv zone. You know, there, there is
0: something a- uh, cathartic about watching really bad improv that it's actually entertaining. If it, re- it genuinely is. Uh, I
4: haven't found that. Because uh, I've been to it's, quite a bit of bad improv. Yeah, it just feels a, sad.
0: It's well, the thing is, you've been to bad improv probably with participants who are serious about it, and that's yeah. bad. That's really bad. It's but uh, mm. uh, you know, it's uh. Here you go with this. Yeah. Think, think of how many YouTube videos there are where it's just look at my kid playing with his toys. You know, it's like there you go. That's what this is like. It, it's that level of entertainment.
1: Are you guys so. ready for the prompt?
0: No. Oh, yeah, yeah, prompt me, baby. Too bad.
1: Bad. Tim, you are a cultural liaison to an alien race we've recently made contact with, represented by Frank and Brandon. I'll be a part (laughs) of this world. They've discovered our hundreds of video games dedicated to blowing up aliens, and they have some questions. (laughs) Yeah. They have some questions. So, listen. uh, Aliens have called you for a meeting. Earth Greetings. Earth
4: representative i'm i'm glad that you're here uh, we have a lot of questions about your uh your propaganda that you have been indoctrinating yeah. your people with um what, so one one of our concerns is that some of these aliens while some of them look like our enemies which is excellent we do approve oh, of destroying them yes some of them look a little bit like us and we're just wondering where you're coming from on that is that like ironic or something? I don't even know if we understand what irony is, frankly, because I'm I, an alien.
3: I showed that that Galaga to Gleep Glorp, and he would not stop crying. But I'm I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead yeah. of myself.
0: Well, so, um, Aliens Colonial Marines is uh, actually based on a series of movies, and, hmm. Uh, hmm. um. Those movies are made by a guy named. Uh, first one was made by a guy named Ridley Scott back in 1979, and uh, we've heard of this they, one. They had no idea what aliens would look like. They were they were actually basing that alien on. Uh, well, there was an artist who was doing it, but it was uh, like cockroaches and scorpions, animals that we have on Earth, and reference reference. Gen- people are genuinely afraid of these animals that we. Have on our planet like these mm-hmm. these really gross insect animals. So we did not realize that there would be intelligent beings in the universe that uh, that looked like that. And uh, I'm sorry, you know, you guys looked like that, but you're pretty cool, you know. Oh, uh, well, thanks. We I mean, appreciate I don't know, that. I don't I don't know why you've got two mouths, but uh, yeah, we were. That wasn't us uh, being hateful. It was just uh, we're, we're double hungry. We were yeah, playing that's, We
3: were for feeding.
0: What is, Do what you is not the, feed uh, your two stomachs? Do you feed does, only one stomach? Does one of those mouths eat vegetables and one of those mouths eat meat or what? I don't understand. But let's we can talk about that later when we get the... Uh, the we uh, just
4: kind of cycle it through. But uh, So so actually, uh, I'm glad that you brought up the the fellow who did all the reference for that, that cinematic picture there because mm-hmm. we did, in fact, uh, put him here on Earth as our liaison... Um you know earlier or before before we arrived we 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 put him here and and nobody really took him very seriously. We had him take your form but uh he didn't like he couldn't he couldn't really spread the news the good word uh unless unless he he did it through some sort of mass medium and that's that's how I guess that Movie Aliens came about, but then you so, took those aliens and you decided to shoot them and make them the bad guys, which is
0: not. So, what wait we were a, in. wait a minute. So, uh, that, that's that's I, what we're wondering.
3: Where did that where, where did that step in the process?
0: Come well, from? I don't know. I think I think you have an issue with uh with 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 Ridley Scott. Um, like why why did he put what, what was what, what was he expecting? Uh, you guys need to learn a thing or two about writing a story. Um, where were, were, were the the American people here in uh, the united planet of america where they were they uh, supposed to watch that movie and come away at the end going you know that alien was pretty nice or were they supposed to cuz uh
4: well, the alien that, that, was just you know just had to propagate the species we got it was, we got to impregnate and... the cat the alien is the... fulfilling its
0: function come yeah, on and then why, why did it explode out of there why did it... allow you to fulfill your function why didn't it talk why I mean you guys can talk why wasn't the alien like talking and uh, explaining itself why was it just being dark and evil That was That's just one of those. He was workers.
3: a ZF model. Come
0: on. You guys should yeah. have been careful who you picked to uh I to guess. represent yourself.
4: I guess. Uh but you know even even so a little understanding less sh- a li- little little more understanding a little less shooting.
0: Yeah. Possibly. Would have been nice. A little nice. more little more understanding, huh? Mhm. Well, um we we like uh, we just like fiction here on this planet. We like to uh, we like to make stuff up, and uh, people like seeing the stuff blow up because they're afraid of it. They're afraid of dying. People are afraid of getting blown up. Now, now why
3: are, why are we discussing this this work of of non interactive fiction when when clearly our research shows that that interactive fiction is is what causes violence yes. uh, among our people? So let's let's steer this back on track. Let's not blame. Uh, the, the the cinema movie. Uh, let's go back to these video games that are uh, just started to be beamed up to us. Like which uh, one? Tell me one. Let's well, hear Well, I had mentioned Klepklorp's uh, version to Galaga. Yes. And I don't understand why this ship has bullets and 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 the Galagans do not. Is this some kind
4: of explain this? Some well, sort of extermination.
0: For one thing, you should like. you should see it as a token of respect that if in fact these 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 animals, these creatures, these objects in the game Galaga are aliens, um, we are respecting their ability to murder without the need for something so crude as a gun. They they can kill with just their touch. They're they're psychic. They're they're above and beyond us. But the game Galaga, to my knowledge, does not nominate its opponents as a, an alien race. They're just Right. They're just the Galaxians. They're just, who knows what they are. We don't, you know, uh, that was written by, that was a fiction made up by some people in Japan who, uh, you know. We've heard of this Japan. We we don't know who any of those people are over there. But it's not,
4: it's not just Japan's fault because uh, there's also this Tojam & Earl game which we find (laughs) very insulting. Uh, now it,
1: hold it right there. Put, I am put, the democratically elected leader of the zombie coalition, and we need answers. And scene. Okay.
4: Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, I think that was our most boring one ever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think I it's think all we right. Did it. Good job. I, I, I think, think we did really it. did it. I think that's, uh, I think that's an A double uh, plus job over there. I uh, disagree. But this might what, be... You know? Our greatest episode of all time. It
0: could have It couldn't have been pretty good. It's hard to tell how entertaining something is
1: when you're actually...
0: Oh no, I was scrolling down to my Facebook just now and there was a picture of Game of Thrones and I didn't want to see that.
1: Oh no.
4: Oh, doctors. Hey guys,
1: what, what would you imagine yeah. must have been the single most unpleasant console video game to work on? Oh She's my god. On. Uh, Anything uh, on Jaguar?
3: Well, maybe, but
4: nah uh. although I, actually you know, I think probably working on um, Trevor McFerrin in Crescent Galaxy was pretty uh disheartening because like they they made they were making that game, and it wasn't supposed to be a launch title and yeah. uh, for Jaguar we're talking about yeah, and okay. then. They needed to push up the launch of their console because the PlayStation and Saturn were happening, and so they were like, "Okay, you're a launch title now, and also you're done." And they're like, "Wait, we don't, we don't, we didn't figure out how to put music in the game yet." And they're like, "That's fine." <laughs> so you just have to, you yeah. just had to flop out this partially finished game that is really not done. And and yeah. have that be a launch title. But and, but and that
3: said, like like in theory, when they were working on it, they weren't having a bad time. The question is, what was yeah. the hardest one
0: to work on? Well, um, I mean, so like, well, I mean, I I kind of actually think something. So Trevor McFur was what I was came like popped immediately into my mind because it's wow, um, no kidding. Because it's like, where was the uh, where was the inspiration in this? Like, it's like we got a furry fox character and some other furry animals and it's like it's obviously they're just looking at Star Fox and make yeah. something like that and they yeah. don't they don't have the i mean it took real balls and ingenuity and creativity and technical prowess and all that to make Star Fox and there were some creative cool people working on it and then it's like they're just like we ki- we, we can't just make something as good as that like right now and then I don't know, that just feels miserable. So I want to well, say that the the obvious answer that somebody would probably think of uh, watching, the I'm thinking about the audience now, is something like Bioshock Infinite, where the game is just loaded with art and the story is changing all the time. But uh, where yeah. it's like, what is this game about? You know, yeah. who is this? What is the game system? Well, like but Final
4: Fantasy 13 would be the one like that that I would choose because see, that, yeah.
0: that was a game where they actually
4: didn't know what the game was for the first two years, and they just they they were like, no well, clue. we got to keep making assets. Okay,
0: so but, but every but,
3: every example we've had so far, it, there's well, at least some creativity. In no, well, so I, I wanted know. to
0: say, what I wanted to say was that uh, Bioshock and Final Fantasy must have been just fantastically fun to work on for the artist's Uh and oh, the yeah. animators and stuff because they're just like if you play Bioshock Infinite for an hour, it's like oh my god, they had a, a lot of fun and they were really really creative uh, putting this game together. And it's it's a nightmare for project managers and uh, uh, game designers, but not for most of the employees. So that's that's the end of my. So thing. I would think I'm I'm thinking ports.
3: I'm
4: thinking porting a game you don't like. Hmm. It's probably pretty miserable. Actually, porting porting games in the old uh, in the old feature phone days, yeah. like like por- porting a bunch of games to to the to the Razer and mm-hmm. the various other things, um, that is probably extremely miserable. So I yep. think you might be onto something.
3: I was thinking like arcade games to the ZX Spectrum or something. Well the old ZX. Yeah, but
4: that that's kind of a fun feat of ingenuity, like getting that yeah. down to there. I think yeah. I think just where where all the work you're doing is okay, we've gotta ch- change the screen resolution and now we've gotta do this other thing and now we've gotta make sure that, that the muse the sound effects fit in RAM, so we gotta squish those down. That yeah. that seems to me like Hey Jaffe, do you have some sort of like whispering bird going on over there?
1: I'm a little sick.
0: Whispering bird, I think, is actually what we call that, Jackie. Yeah. You're a whispering bird.
4: Because <laughs> there's just all kinds of sounds coming from, from you over there that I don't think you're making. All
0: right. I think you got a whispering bird. you got a whispering bird I over there. And I think you're going to die because of it. <laughs> so look out. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Yep. Console I mean, games, huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. It was
4: console games, so it can't be. Oh, can't be Spectrum. Um, can't be the, and it can't be those those goddamn phone games either. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah.
3: But still, I, I I'm still leaning toward someone having to port by themselves with no time or money a game that they don't like it would probably be the most miserable possible experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't know exactly what that would be.
4: I feel like. It depends on, so to to some extent it depends on the person. So for me, <clears throat> let's say I was working on DuckTales in some capacity where I couldn't control anything. The new DuckTales remake for uh,
0: WayForward. That would be
4: super miserable for me. I would sh-
0: I would have shot myself. <laughs> <laughs> with a DuckTales gun. With a gun full of DuckTales.
4: Yep. Right in the face zone. Um... So yeah, that kind of stuff. I wonder. I kind of wonder what the experience is like making those super crappy, or was like making those super crappy Euro PS2 games that Frank and I have played a whole bunch of.
3: Uh, I kind of imagine that they're just kind of drinking beer and pooping them out. Yeah, yeah they're, oh, they're just beer. going like,
4: there's a car and it goes, ship it.
3: Yeah. Like London so, Cab. Yeah. Like, like I don't oh, think man. they had a bad time making that. They're like, ah, good enough.
4: <laughs> Mate, <laughs> there, there, there is no, there was no collision on the buildings and stuff.
3: It doesn't crash very often. Ship. I make. was,
0: I was looking at some videos of that Killer Is Dead game, and uh, I was thinking about working on Shadows of the Darned, and because yeah. uh, I, I worked on the game Shadows of the Darned for four years, and that uh, mm-hmm. wasn't very good. That was a, not a fun experience, and uh, neither was. Uh, I assumed that that Killer is Dead game was worse. There was an interview with Shinji Mikami recently on Polygon, and I read it, and I was reading through it, because I'm like, I know this guy, right? Because, I mean, we we all know Shinji Mikami, right? Oh, yeah. Shinji, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the Shinji. So I was reading this interview, and I did not expect him to even talk about it for more than a sentence, but it was like, yeah. So then we were working on Shadows of the Darned with EA, and uh, it was horrible. It was a terrible experience. It was the worst experience of my game development life, and I'm like, heck yeah! Shinji Mikami got real about it. So there you go. Nobody was excited about working on Shadows of the Darned while that game was getting made. It was uh, there was there was no idea what the game was. Uh, the artists were asked to change everything, like every week. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say that. To my knowledge, uh, with the testimonial agreement of Shinji Mikami, uh, that Shadows of the Darned was uh, the, the, most, the most obnoxiously, stupidly, horribly boring game to work on. And it's, uh, yeah. Also, so in, other per, words, first in other words, thing EA. That popped into my yeah. EA. I <laughs> okay. bet Dead, very, Space, very... Dead Space 1 was probably the worst, most boring, horrible game to work on.
3: I don't agree with that at all.
0: I met the, uh, the okay, they, they flew the Dead Space uh, uh, team over to talk to us about what a vertical slice was. And those guys looked <laughs> so, those guys looked so dead. They gave us like a 20-minute presentation on, on their game, and I was like, oh, so, you know, what, what was the idea here? And they're just like, man, man, I don't know. I don't know, man is what the guy said to me. I'm not going to name names, but he's just like, man, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm like, so is this game cool? He's like, I don't know, man. And that was, <laughs> that was, that was, that was like the whole, this like eight hour long fun day we had with the dead space guys. It's like, I don't
2: know, man.
0: Dead. That, <laughs> that, that was the whole, it's like, oh, so how'd you guys get the idea that you shoot the enemy's limbs off to kill them? I don't know. I don't know. It's like, well, EA, you know the EA, EA partners was like, well, there's got to be innovation. Innovation was one of the core. I mean, they had a guy come in like Alec Baldwin and Glen Glenn Ross with his uh, attention, interest, decision, action, and his eye, was, uh, his eye in AIDA was, uh, was innovation. There's got to be something new about the game. So the innovation of Dead Space is you don't shoot the enemy in the head to kill him anymore. You shoot them in the arm. Like, that's not even a joke. That's the level of of, uh, of thing you're working with when you talk,
1: when the you, idea when you was EA
0: producing your studio.
1: Uh, they got the idea working on the game that uh, all of them kind of occurred to them at once. What if you could shoot yourself in the head and get the catharsis of that, but not die? Yeah. So yeah, that's where that mechanic came from. Uh, here's our next question. Adventure okay. Time... <laughs> Adventure are, are, time... are Frank and Brandon both looking at their phones right now? Yeah. What is going yeah, on ahead. here? Mm-hmm. What are you, you guys mind.
0: doing? Just looking, looking, at looking at your phone.
2: Yeah.
0: I
4: love we'll phones. It. I'm they're, listening they're doing to the, next
0: Here's
1: the next right, next let's, let's, let's hear it. Let's, let's get right on with it. Adventure Time creator Pendleton Ward is sitting down with Double Fine to make some games right now. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Which living creative personalities outside the periphery of video games would you draft into the production of a title?
4: Okay, so one thing I just want to mention first off is that I really want to make one of those games that Pendleton Ward came up with. Oh yeah, uh, I believe it's called Damn It, Jerry.
0: And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh man, I saw that one.
4: Yeah, I really, I really want to make that. It's, it's a game about uh, a world where there's a, there's a a king who loves human pyramids, and the only rule of the human pyramid, aside from that you should always make them, is that Jerry has to be on top, and Jerry's a, a big fat guy who's not very coordinated, <laughs> and so he's trying to climb to the top of this uh, human pyramid, and there are people in the pyramid that are like distracting him, like his mom is there telling him that he needs to lose weight, or someone needs their shoe tied, and he's like, oh, I should help. Uh... <laughs> And the the pyramid gets all jiggly and wobbly and falls over and stuff. And then at the end, no matter what, the the king, who's a giant, puts Jerry on his knee and is like, good job, Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) I really want to play that game and also
0: make that game. But anyway... Um, yeah, I, uh, I think that guy could probably make a whole bunch of cool video games, so I guess yeah. that's why they're making a whole bunch of those. I, th- cool. I think yeah. he almost definitely... Ben Burbank, okay. our our friend, our our, uh, our good friend, Ben yeah, Burbank. Yeah, he's
4: working right on one of those right now.
0: Yeah, he's working on Little Pink Best Buds is the name of the game. Mm-hmm. It's a, a, a land full
1: of little, little guys who all want to just be your best friend. Yeah. Yeah, he described it to me as Project Milo times 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got to get Ben
0: Burbank on here someday. Oh yeah,
4: so actually speaking of that, so here's someone that I would be interested in working in who has, uh, as far as I can tell, never made a video game before. Uh, Peter Molyneux. I think that
2: would be pretty good. You'd have (laughs) to get a bunch of
0: really smart game designers to turn his his, uh, ideas into game designs. It's true. That was a good joke because he calls himself a game designer. Yeah. We just um, had
4: a whole bunch of just fun, fun lols right there. Fun. I bread. would,
0: uh, I would like to get the uh, this. This is going to sound <laughs> like a troll, but it's not. I would really like a video game uh, made by Hayao Miyazaki, and I, I, he has oh, the maze. What, maybe only because for the last thirty years <laughs> or so he has uh, vocally disliked and hated on video games as a medium. Right? Yeah, he's just always hated on them. Uh, and then there was that Nino Kuni game, which he didn't have anything to do with, but yeah. uh, some of the other guys at Studio Ghibli did. And uh, everybody was like, "Man, the graphics Nino Kuni are so awesome!" Just on Kotaku, like this game rules, dude. And then, but uh, I got the game and I played the beginning of it. And then there's a cutscene that's actually animated by Studio Ghibli, and it looks so much better than the graphics of the game. There's like real art in it, and it's like, man. This game is not made by anybody as cool as Hayao Miyazaki because yeah. this art that's in the game is so much better. I really really want a video game by Hayao Miyazaki. I really think he would do it right like a Nausicaä and the Valley of the Wind video game that's kind of an action game and it's just set in that world and he's designing the levels. I think he would have a really good idea of level design. You know. I would I would
3: you know, on that same topic, I don't know if I have anyone specific, but I always uh, was a fan of video game ideas that made it into video games that were by people who weren't video game makers. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, I mean, it never came out, but there's a lot of weird little touches in in that Pen and Teller Smoke and Mirrors game, including you know, Desert Bus, which is like super famous, that Heck are yeah. only in there because like they didn't know any better. You know, like like. Mm-hmm. um you know, they're like, well, what if it's just a bunch of weird magic tricks you play on people with the TV? And it's and and it's just weird, fascinating looks into people who aren't video game designers, but, you know, who are listened to anyway. What's that Famicom game by... Uh, Beat Takeshi's uh, Castle? Okay, Takeshi? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the same sort of situation, right? Or like, okay, or, or, or uh, like...
0: Earthbound, one of my favorite games. Ever. Yeah, Earth, Earthbound like, is is the best example of this, yeah. Yeah,
3: of, of of someone who doesn't have a video game background but is is coming in to make a game and just made something completely brilliant that people are still talking about. Something yeah. that
0: is uh that is unparalleled in how good it is in its entire medium and in o- other mediums as well. It's it's just a fantastic <laughs> yeah. thing.
4: I would say uh so I I really like video game kinds of things that come from well I feel like I would like video game things that that would come from people that do physical art like installations and mm, yeah. and uh, bronzes and things and people that work with space but I don't have a, I guess there's that James Terrell guy I don't have a, a very specific idea but oh man okay wait no I have I have two. Things now. One is Akira Toriyama, which is pretty easy. He's the Dragon Ball guy, and he's really Rick, good at yeah. telling a fun story. And I think he is would he make he a cool world. He's outside the
1: periphery of video games, though. He, yeah, he's he, worked on. He's, Quest,
0: he's yeah. never been hands on. He's yeah, only just box art, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He d- yeah, he
4: does character designs, but that's that's. I mean, you know, if you
0: if you read the Dragon Ball manga, you yeah, can tell I did that, it. that that guy. Has a sense of game design because there's rules yeah. in his battle system. He actually developed a, a battle system yeah. for his story. He,
4: and he's really good at creating a universe and a world. And then the other one that I would say is unfortunately he is dead, but um, Jim Henson. Oh, I, I, you m- Jim I was going to
0: say I was going to say
4: Mobius, who is also oh dead. man, Mobius. Yeah, Mobius so is, I have I have
0: oh. seen the movie The Fifth Element about two hundred times in my life, and yeah, man, I got to get I that wanna, one on Blurry. Oh, it's a good-looking Blu-ray. I got it. Man, it's so good. It's good so good day. to just sit and watch that movie and just look at the stuff. It's like yeah. And then uh, if you look at enough of his art and his paintings, as as I certainly have, yes. uh you you start to think again. And I mean, this is just a thing, you know. This is just like, uh, you know, it's like Michael Jordan played uh, played minor league baseball for just a couple of months, but uh, according to his coaches. He would have been a great baseball player if there there hadn't been the MLB lockout. You know, like it just carries over. Skill carries over, and I do believe that a guy as talented at art as Mobius was could have been a great 3D shooting game level designer. And he he could have come up with level design ideas that. I would have walked
4: around in a world that guy made for sure.
0: Heck to the yeah.
3: I don't. I I don't have a specific example in mind, but I would like a great cinematographer to design a video game.
0: Yeah, uh, architects, cinematographers, photographers, yeah. just people who have actual craft. There's a lot of people who have bumbled into making video games, and uh, I mean, no offense to the video game industry, but it's it's something a whole bunch of people bumbled down into, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I mean, most of the good stuff video games has occurred by accident.
3: I mean, I bumbled into this, you know?
0: <laughs>
1: like, I mean, it's exactly I, true. And, I and feel it,
0: like I bumbled in. Yeah, I would say I did.
1: We're all bumblers, well, sir. video games are still new enough that it's just only recently become kind of a concrete discipline. I feel like Cliffy B didn't bumble. No.
0: I'm trying I to think of people who it. didn't bumble into it.
4: Um, Eric Chahi like, didn't bumble into it. Eric was, Chahi basically did come from outside the video game industry.
0: Exactly, exactly. And he made one of the best, most beautiful video games of all time. So. Alright. There, there's that. Eric Man, Chahi. Yeah, there's, so, uh, man, I mean, there's just so many people that I would like to see contribute to a game. I'd like to see uh, Martin Scorsese contribute mm-hmm. to a game. Because uh, watching Boardwalk Empire and just seeing the way the camera moves, again, I get the impression this guy could probably do something with 3D video game level design that would blow everyone's mind. There's so much stuff about 3D action game level design that no one has ever tried. And, I mean, uh,
4: I think I have the answer, which is the director of Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane? Because <laughs> then finally. <laughs> finally, we'll the Citizen, Citizen, yeah. Kane. Citizen
0: Kane. Do you mean <laughs> the Japanese the... version, Citizen Kane? Yeah, that's what I meant. That's, that's, a, that's a movie about money. Uh, Shitty how about,
3: how about, uh Wait, director, director, is... director Spike Jones does a pretty good job of like establishing the rules of something and then playing with it. So, mm-hmm. be an interesting uh, guy to work on games.
1: Tim, I think you accidentally discovered the title of Kanye West's next album. Citizen Kanye? Yeah. He's probably going to do that. I think it's too obvious for him.
3: Yeah.
0: All
1: right. I think it's too obvious. Uh, the internet cried out in horror today when one Nintendo investor suggested adding microtransactions to their titles. Oh, Will no. Would this really I, be I such a bad that. idea? Uh, yeah, that's that's yeah. a terrible idea. It like, is. Like, pay a
0: dollar to make Mario jump higher? Was That specific example
3: is yeah. a bad
4: idea. Well, a I, so example. I don't Apple's think a
0: terrible idea. I don't think
4: yeah. I think Nintendo could know how to do that, but they definitely don't know how to do it now and their baby steps would make everyone feel terrible and also yeah. it's just so against what their company is about. Basically, except I mean I guess they did they sort of do that when You can buy those little tiny extra games for your street passes and stuff. Um, Yeah. When I felt like those kind of should have been free because those are their kind of viral marketing deal. But I don't know. I think it would be, yes, a really bad idea for Nintendo. It's not a bad idea for everyone, but it's a bad idea for making a cool, fun times video game most of the time. Like I play, I actually play a lot of free to play games, and I sometimes pay for them when I think the game is really good. But mm. Nintendo is just not gonna come at it; they're not gonna want to come at it from that direction. I don't yeah, think. It, they, but they are a business primarily; uh, they want to make money. So I'm, I don't know.
3: I mean, they can do it for some of their games. Like I feel like Animal Crossing is already a free to play game that doesn't yeah. realize it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I feel yeah. like they could adjust some of their games to be a free-to-play game, but I don't think that they would make very many games that, that would adapt well to that. You couldn't do that to a Mario. You know, no. you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't introduce like like all the Mario games. You know, for uh, whether or not you like them, they are they are very finely crafted. And if you add the wild card into what, what's there, you just break the whole game. Yeah. You so, although, although I games.
4: would sorry, I I will say that like. In the case of power-ups and things, they could get away with letting you pay to start a level with a power-up and not break the game that they have. But I don't th- – I think it's gross. They could do it, though. They could do that. I don't know. They- you
0: start to do that, and then it's a really slippery slope. Indeed. Like really, really fast because uh, really- then you start to design levels that are slightly harder, and you start to limit the power-ups a tiny bit. Yeah. To uh, To to put a squeeze on it, and then uh, it's like if you're gonna put a feature in there such as uh, uh, monetized power ups, uh, you're you're gonna want to start to fine tune that and incentivize that, and uh, it just falls apart.
3: So yeah. something that uh, someone did, I think on the Yeah, was uh, for one of their emulators, it's it's free, but you can buy rewind time. Um, so like if you die in Mega Man, you could sort of hold L to rewind time and get him back. You know where he was, but like Whoa. you've got you got a meter that's going down, and you can pay to refill it. And I like that because clearly these games were not designed with that in mind. But like, if you want to play it that way, fine. You know, that's on you to cheat yeah. yourself out of that. And I, I like microtransactions that are like that. Um, but you know, I don't I don't trust that Nintendo or anyone. Will not go down the slippery slope that Tim mentioned, you know. But yeah. but for games that already exist and were done and shipped and already, you know, fine tuned and everything, I don't mind a cheat layer on top of it. Yeah, like, you're know, like some kind of old Japanese RPG. If you could, you know, if if you could if you could pay for a coin doubler in Final Fantasy IV or whatever, I don't think that's a bad idea. Not that that's a Nintendo game.
0: I mean, they had that that Super Mario, new Super Mario Brothers 2 for the 3DS, where it's like try to get a million coins and play all these little levels. Man, I think if they're gonna do microtransactions, what I would do, I would sub- I would pay a dollar a month to just have a new Super Mario 3D World level on my Nintendo Wii U. You know, like just yeah. just a new a new set of missions or, like, do this Spelunky daily challenge thing. It's like Nintendo makes whether again like them or not and there's plenty of stuff I hate about Nintendo's uh, stuff, you know, don't get me wrong, D-G-M-W, but, uh, uh, like, they really just make a holistically crafted thing. You know, I would pay $5 right now for a new uh, Legend of Zelda Lint Between Worlds dungeon, you know? I I would pay $5 right now for a new world, or a new level in Super Mario 3D World you know, like, just because their games just feel good and look good and, uh, they've got people who understand level design over there and I think and nobody, like, people don't even use the word level design when they're talking about the business element of games and it's like, that is what you're going to be selling, you know, the mm-hmm. level design is the, the episodes you know, the, the, the episode of a TV show is the level design of a video game and, uh, I think that's what Nintendo should sell. They should make a Super Mario where you get new levels. Because you know why you play Super Mario? Because you like it. That's why you play it. You don't play it because you want to see what happens to Princess Peach and, and Bowser... You play it because you want to have a good time with the levels. And that's what Nintendo could sell. And being like, oh, pay a dollar to make your jump higher. Like, if that's the kind of advice they're fielding from people who have uh, put millions of dollars into their company, then uh, it's all psychos all the way down and uh, let's all die. Well, luckily, luckily Nintendo
3: has a history of uh, ignoring their shareholders completely. So I think we're okay.
0: So as, yeah. not, as not a shareholder, maybe they'll listen to me when I say, sell level designs. And
3: uh, it's not unheard of for them because they had those e-cards uh, for the Game Boy Advance games where you could buy new Mario levels yeah. on a card you would scan. So it's kind of weird that they never transitioned that into a digital thing.
0: They need that $50 Android-based handheld console that would allow them to uh, just kind of sell these things a lot more quickly like popcorn man they talked about being like a they talked about being like a like McDonald's with the Wii you know selling little things Uh, they need to uh, start thinking movie theater popcorn money movie theater popcorn money M-T-P-M
1: M-T-P-M movie theater popcorn money that's what you want here's your next challenge okay what I'm gonna need you guys to remake the movie Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory so that it's about a mysterious but successful video game company, its eccentric president, and five lucky contest winners who perish one by one until the last remaining child inherits ownership.
0: Okay, Shigeru Miyamoto is the uh, the guy. Yes.
4: Oh man, I was I was thinking Rockstar because that sounds like something that would actually happen there to me. Because they they are they are mysterious and they don't uh, talk to people and they like. But they're to not say magic. Everything.
0: No I bet magic. Rockstar is There's really kind of magic. boring. I bet, like, just going into Rockstar is just, like, really atrociously boring. I uh, bet everybody there is just kind of like, yeah. I, would, I feel like I would
4: probably get assassinated if I said the things that I actually know about what it's like to work uh, at Rockstar, but it's... Um, I know some it's, things. It's not boring. It's more like... Horrifying. Ex- extremely stressful and... Uh, And everyone, not everyone, but let's say a lot of the people, especially higher up in the company, do a lot of a a certain kind of substance that can make you even more stressed out. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that's a bit
0: of magic. So, Willy Wonka is what we're talking about, right? Yeah. 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 W.W. as I call him,
3: right? And, and And it's fictional. And I think the only company with any kind of mystique anymore is Nintendo.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've been to their building. Me and Bob stood outside of it and did push-ups once. Uh, <laughs> yes. There was a. I've been to both of their buildings. Oh man! Oh, the, did you go to, to both? The Tokyo one and the Kyoto one. I've been outside no, no, the Tokyo one. No, no, I meant one. I meant both the
4: ones in Kyoto. The, the Oh yeah, yeah. Office and the Hanafuda office.
0: Oh, I went to uh, I went to both of them we went yeah. to both of them. Um they were cool. Um yeah, so it's like what goes on in there. I bet you there's cool stuff. Is there no documentary footage uh at all of Zelda of 3D Zelda levels being made? I don't think there is. No. I bet I bet that's a cool process. I bet yeah. that's a I mean, I bet they've got some water slides in there or whatever. Well, you know? uh, I, I mean,
3: if, if we're talking about reality, there are photos within Nintendo, and they're all very boring looking. Like Nintendo. Oh no, there's of... not.
0: No, okay. Yes, I'll there
3: understand. are, <laughs> and they're just you know desks and cubes and and white walls with no decorations for you know America and Japan. But again, this is fiction, right? And and to me, like the Willy Wonka, the chocolate factory of video games is Nintendo. So I agree with that. Uh, I want to see Miyamoto in a in a funny hat and
4: suit. So sure. he's our Willy Wonka.
0: And he has a banjo. Um, Don't forget yes. he's wielding a banjo. Yes, he's and, on a, on and, his board, and a garden hoe. I feel like
4: Reggie Reggie is more of a natural Willy Wonka, but I think it we want to see Miyamoto in the role.
0: Yeah, yes. except except with Willy with with Reggie, the word wonka is more of like a sound that he makes when he wakes up in the, in the morning. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Shut it down. That was the that was the top of the pop right there. That was as good as it gets. Uh I need to
3: recover from that. Um, oh, god So 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 kids win, uh, win uh, golden tickets from uh, well, buying games I guess, right? Buying three games. Yeah. games. Um, so there's, uh,
4: all right, the five of them are going to die. At Wait, okay, I, I, I think how they're going to die is that uh, Nintendo has a new game that boasts the most accurate player AI. Boasts the most? And, uh, and in fact, the, the AI is coming from absorbing the children's souls. The AI is coming the from
0: inside the
1: house?
4: Yeah, the AI is coming from well, inside the house. Well, that's
1: how one of the kids dies. They all got to die in different ways. Why? And it has to be their fault. Because that's Willy Wonka. I thought
4: two people fill in vats of things.
1: Yeah, but it was their fault. Yeah,
4: but I'm just saying that those are the same way. No, well, it's but their one fault fell in the for liking Nintendo. Like one fell
1: in, in, the in uh,
0: in so in I, yeah. I have the I have the solution here. In modern Nintendo game tradition, uh, yeah. uh, the kids all die because they're bumping into each other because they can't occupy the same space and they just knock each other. <laughs> Into, into pits. So within the first three seconds of the tour, they just like like all of them fall into a <laughs> a, a meat grinder. Except for the one kid. Except for the one kid who uh, uh, who's crying, know, but now owns Nintendo. You know, the, the one the one the one kid <laughs> whose whose Wiimote, uh, battery was dead, so he wasn't able to move at the beginning of the level. That's that's how ev- That's how all the kids die.
1: He's the Luigi of the Mario Party.
0: Yeah, yeah, so that's that's a reference to how every Nintendo game nowadays is about uh, cramming in four-player support to a game that really does not deserve it, and uh, then you just bump everybody off into a, a bottomless pit, and you're yelling at each other. Except in this, this uh, tour, they would all just be dead.
3: What's the reason that they have the meat grinders under the floor? There's got to be a business reason for that. To feed um, Miyamoto.
0: Ah. <laughs> no to feed no to feed Reggie. Yeah, to feed Reggie. <laughs> Wonka. Like normal, like, oh, god? Like normal oh, god a throw down
2: there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it uh yeah, they they get in and it's like this is our obstacle training course where that every employee has to go through at the beginning of the day. Uh they have to get through this obstacle course and if they fall in they become food for Reggie. <laughs> and Nintendo have, is always hiring. Can,
1: can I end this segment by telling a Nintendo story I've never told on this podcast before? Okay, let's hear it, baby. Nah, um, it. A long well, time ago, I liked this girl who oh, nice. was a Zelda fan, and nice. she pronounced the word Hylian like Hillian, and I disagreed with her, and I thought a cool way to impress her would be to get a, an official statement from Nintendo proving I was right. Oh yeah, um, that's the love Being
4: proved wrong in Nintendo. Yeah. that was
1: the worst way. idea.
4: That's their favorite
1: oh, thing. Oh, did
0: did you get an official statement?
1: Yeah. yeah, I worked really hard to get it too. It took me a while, and uh, finally I did. Wait, wait,
3: wait, wait. Uh, what did what did, what did that entail? How do you work hard to get a statement from Nintendo? Like, I I
1: called do? as I called as many numbers related to Nintendo as I could <laughs> find until <laughs> I eventually <laughs> got through to somebody. Oh, this okay, is the and, best and, story and ever. And who was <laughs>
3: somebody? Like, let's not skip this part. Like. Was ah. it like so just someone who worked for the 800 number? Like, was
1: it... Yeah, it was somebody who okay. worked for the 800 number. Okay. He said he said in the Japanese, it's pronounced like this, which means in the English it would be highly and not hilly because they don't really have an ill. Uh, and I, I can like, oh, believe yeah, that rich. there are
4: people on the end of a phone line at Nintendo that have to answer questions like this. But, <laughs> oh, I, there are. Do, but <laughs> I, I do there those. aren't. But the I best.
1: kept God, calling until I got someone who was interested in answering my question. So yeah. I, I, yeah. I said, can I, uh, uh, could I could you like send me a statement? And they said, "Sure, what's your email address?" and I sent them my a o l email address, and mm-hmm. I printed that out, and she totally didn't even remember the argument, so that was that
0: nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's uh that's um one of the one of the most depressing stories I've ever heard yeah <laughs> it's up there but i but you know what I love it yeah <laughs> i I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> I agree. A, uh, I, was, I was I was about to say, as, as Elton John said once, sad songs say so much, and that's how I feel about that story
1: that you just told us. Mm-hmm. It's time we go on to the Crichtoning round. Oh, did I say Crichtoning round? I meant Lightning round. Are you talking uh, about no! Whoa, are, are we talking about, we're talking about Michael Crichton? Are we talking about Michael Crichton today? No, we are not talking about Michael Crichton. Oh,
0: that would actually uh, be a great Lightning round. That's really did what I thought you were going to do. Title design for yeah, every uh, Oh, every.
1: man! Dang, now I can't do that, but I'm going to do it it anyway. I
4: can do it. We won't think about it. it.
1: All right. Uh, We're going to do a thing. Uh, A while ago, Tim hosted the show, and uh, for the lightning round, what we did was we ranked all of the Contra games. So this week, we're going to rank all of the Devil May Cry games. Oh, Devil May See. DM. DM.
3: Oh good, I haven't played any of them. Great, that's good. Cool. That's good. So, that's good. I, I've
0: yeah. played all of them, and I can give you a ranking off the top of my head. But let's my, go.
1: My input is they're all the worst. Um, okay.
0: Yeah, but which is the least worst? Uh, we don't...
1: begin with the original Devil May Cry.
0: I don't like the original Devil May Cry that much because it has all of those weird fixed camera angle things. And uh, I mean, yeah. okay, there's some pretty decent action in it, but it just it feels like a a weird sort of let's make a new Resident Evil game, but not really. Uh, We don't really know what to do to make a new Resident Evil game, so let's just flop around with this thing. Wasn't it more let's
4: make a new Onimusha, or did that come later?
0: Well, Onimusha was also let's make a new Resident Evil It was, yeah. I think. And then it's like
4: maybe... maybe By now, this was let's make a new
0: Onimusha. And it's like, who is this character? I don't know. He's a guy... And Who is he fighting? I don't know. And it's just, it it just reeks of like a nine year old doing his homework, like on the bus. So let's put it at the bottom so far. Okay. Also the top. Uh, Sure. The The bottom and the top. That's the joke we make
1: every time we do one of these lists. Yeah. Devil
0: May Cry 2. I would put Devil May Cry 2 on the bottom. Because uh, as much as the first one feels like a child doing uh, his homework on the bus, Devil May Cry 2 feels like a child doing his homework on the bus and then presenting it in front of the class because oh it, 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 it pulls forward with momentum and conviction.
4: Can, can I like, add one, one more element to that? Let's do it. Uh, is that he's, he's preventing uh, preventing presenting the, uh, the book report in front of the class with an erection that he's trying to hide.
0: Oh yeah. Okay, they, they I like had, all of that.
4: They had all that all that superfluous booby stuff in there kind of.
0: There was a whole you know. bunch of superfluous boobies, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, Devil May
1: Cry 3 Dante's
0: Awakening. That one's up on the top. Uh that one's all the way up on the top. Cuz uh it's actually the best. Wait, are are you ranking special editions separately? Uh yes. Oh, okay. So it's it's on the top right now, but it won't be on the top when you get the special edition. So the one thing about Devil May Cry 3 is, uh, it, it's a, it's, it's a bunch of kids. It's like, uh, you know, the next day in school, all the kids are like, "Oh, here's that jerk Dante." We're just gonna say his name was Dante. Danny. We're gonna say Danny. Here's Danny was up in front of the class with the boner, you know. He's, he's with the boner doing his dumb homework. And then, so the next day in school, Danny's just walking around to the playground with a boner just going, Hey! Like that, and, and he's the champion of the whole school. That's what <laughs> Devil May Cry 3 is. Okay. Because it's just unabashedly stupid. There's like Dante eating a pizza while riding a missile. And it's like it's just like weird Ninja Turtles fan fiction. And it has some, some terrible... Uh, exploration parts to it, but it's otherwise pretty
1: good. Uh, Devil May Cry 3 Special Edition.
0: The action is hard. The action is tough. It has that snap. It has that crunch. It's uh, one of the the best 3D action games of its sort that has ever been made. And, uh, I mean, I can see how it could be a lot better, but it's no god hand. But it sure is good. So, what are you going to do about it? You know? Nothing. Uh, Devil May Cry 4. Devil May Cry 4 is not as good as Devil May Cry 3, but I actually like it. I like the motorcycle gun. Did you play Devil May Cry 4, Brandon? Nah. Okay, so there's a motorcycle gun. I mean, I, gun. I played
4: one Devil May Cry, and I was like, oh, I understand that I will not like this series.
0: Yeah, if you if you want to, if you, like, for some reason feel like giving it a shot at some point, get the uh, the HD Devil May Cry 3 special edition thingy that's on the, the next, the, uh... Not the next gen, the previous gen, the pre gen consoles yeah. is uh, is pretty good. The the Xbox okay. 360 one, um, I would I would I would recommend those. Um, so, yeah, but Devil May Cry 4 is kind of cool because it has this motorcycle sword um, where you can press a button to rev it up. So it's like you're just needlessly jamming a button. I remember that. So yeah. you're revving it up so it can unleash stronger attacks, and that's cool. And the game forces you to do all of these, so it's so weird to me that that fans uh, uh, actually care about the story and presentation of a Devil May Cry game. Uh, like they're like, why isn't the hero Dante? It's like, well, I mean, he looks like Dante. He's a kid with white hair. He just looks like a younger Dante. I mean, I don't know. And then, of course, you become Dante halfway through the game, and then you have to like replay the whole game as Dante. And I mean, Devil May Cry games—that's all it is. It's you're just. You just flopped in a room with some schlock, and you're just beating it up. And the the exploration stuff is dumb, but the beating stuff up stuff is just fantastic. And uh, Devil May Cry Four, while not as good as Bayonetta, uh, has really good hard, sticky action, and it's not as good as Devil May Cry Three, um, in my opinion. But I like I like that motorcycle sword, so I want to put it above the Devil May Cry Two. These uh, these, uh, these
1: above Devil May Cry Two, but below Devil May Cry. Hmm. Okay. No, uh, no, uh, no, no, no,
0: no. It's
1: it's above above Devil May Cry one. Sorry, under Devil okay, May Cry so three. Okay, so it's between May Cry and May Cry three. Devil yeah, May yeah. Cry four refrain for the iOS. Oh, uh,
0: I just put that all the way on the bottom because those games are dumb. It's it's really right. dumb. I would I would just flop that to the bottom of the stack. DM. We all know that
3: that iOS games are not real games. So that's just... Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, DMC Devil May Cry.
0: DMC Devil May Cry has. Uh, uh some just kind of really really bad action in it. it mixed in with some pretty good action mixed in with some great action, like some tiny sprinklings of great action uh, it's 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 raisin brand. it's two scoops of raisins, you know and it's like I don't really like those raisins that they put in there and I would rather have more of the brand. So I would say that DMC, oh also DMC is a point where, Again, yeah, fans get mad at story stuff in Devil May Cry games, which just blows my mind. Like, I remember seeing some YouTube comments on Devil May Cry Three videos where they're like, "Why is Dante like eating a pizza? That's so gay!" It's like, <laughs> I, it's like, do they just want to see Dante killing demons? Uh, like, do they like? I I don't understand where any consideration of story enters into it. But um, as I played a bunch of that DMC and. This story is just aggressively, confrontationally mean spirited, and uh, I hated it. So, but the action, it looked good and the action was pretty alright, so I would put it under Devil May Cry 4. That's Bayonetta. Me. Is Bayonetta it- included in this?
1: Yes, I'm including Bayonetta.
0: So Bayonetta has an aggressively, uh, confrontationally stupid story. It's not aggressively, confrontationally mean, but, uh,. You know what? Game's pretty goddamn good, so I'd put it on the top. I'd say it's better than Devil May Cry 3.
1: And finally, Resident Evil 4.
0: Oh, Resident Evil 4. Man.
3: That, doesn't, uh, that has... Not, I, why? Yeah, how is that in any way? I think
0: way. I think he's trying to throw, us a, throw a monkey wrench into this.
1: Uh, because uh, Devil May Cry started production as Resident Evil 4.
0: Oh, that is true. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they were like, yeah, let's but- make a new... Let's make a new stuff. But, de-
1: but Resident 4. Evil Four didn't
4: start production as Resident Evil, or yeah, as, but, as Devil May Cry. We are We're no, right now. We
1: are comparing Resident Evil Four, the final product, to Resident Evil Four, the prototype as it was developed into well, Devil May Cry. Well, that's
3: a that's a darn fantastic game, that Resident Evil Four, the one that actually came out.
4: Um, I that's actually, all I'm gonna
0: say about that. I, I know. I Tim actually don't think it's that good. Yeah. Yeah. I think Tim Resident doesn't like it that much,
4: but I sure like it better than all the rest of those games put together.
0: It's uh, it's it's ropey and it's sloppy. Uh, it's 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 not that great. Um, that's how
4: I would describe all those uh, Devil May Cry games.
0: Oh man, no, they're really snappy. Uh, if you play uh the good ones, if you play three, play three, man, it's good. It's got good action. Um, I, it's it's, just
4: every time I'm in one of those, it feels like. Like all of the action parts, which is supposed to be the fun parts, feel like I'm grinding in an RPG. It feels mm-hmm. like a level grind to me. Yeah, and I can I see don't... how that is. Oh man, the whispering bird is like uh, knocking his head against yeah, the wall. Yeah, I hear, I hear a whispering yeah.
0: bird. So I'm actually I I'm gonna vote no confidence on even bothering to compare Resident Evil to Devil May Cry because Resident sure. Evil Four. I mean, Re- Resident Evil Four is okay, but uh, uh, it kind of makes me. Question: uh, The whole video game institution, when uh, when every quote-unquote video game critic just unanimously agrees, yeah, Resident Evil Four is like the best action game ever made. It's like I see way too many people say that, and it's like, man, it's not it's not as good as Gears of War two at all. Uh, and I know it's not the same type of game, but and
1: it, uh, <sighs> The end. The end. This has That's been episode seventy nine of the Insert Credit podcast. Thanks to our editor for Blaine Brown for putting these uh, together so promptly and putting them on our feed. You can find that feed on iTunes. Uh, just search for Insert Credit or uh, podcast dot dot com. Follow us on our Facebook group uh, facebook dot com slash icpodcast. We're almost to five hundred followers. That's pretty Whoa. exciting. That yeah. is exciting. It's
0: a lot of humans. It is a lot of humans. Pres- Presumably humans. Presumable. Presumably humans.
1: <laughs> uh, you could follow us on Twitter. I'm Alex Jaffe. Frank's at Frank Safaldi. Brandon's at Necrosofty, and Tim is at one zero eight. Uh, anything else we'd like to say? No, I'm I'm cool. No, nah, I'm good I- too. Okay, send in your questions to podcast at insertcredit.com. Uh, leave us your comments and feedback at same. And if you're here and you can put up with Google+, uh, we will answer your questions after this live broadcast. I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank Sifaldi. I'm Tim Rogers. I'm Brandon Sheffield. And now you're playing with podcasts.
2: Podcast over yeah!